Hey, Nebraska fans, I got bad news. Our genius is better than yours. Let's talk about it. Today's quick cast is brought to you by Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com, where if you enter boiled at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Mom, thanks for watching. Uh, what a fun way to end the game. Let's keep some things in mind before we go any deeper into this. Purdue had two block punts and Plummer made a bad decision that resulted in a defensive lineman nearly going into the end zone for a pick six. And yet, Purdue came back to win the game at the in the last possession. The, the way that game unfolded was a ton of fun to watch. Um, it was a little more exciting than I think it should have been. I think if Purdue eliminates the special teams mistakes, maybe they win by 10 to 14 points, but they didn't and gave Nebraska excellent field position, short fields over and over. Now, let's go talk about the Brom and Frost thing. Brom is now 2-0 versus Scott Frost, and in spite of the media's love affair with Nebraska's second-year coach, Nebraska doesn't look like they're getting over the hump. My esteemed colleague Anish Ramaswamy talked about how his buddy Martinez, he loves Nebraska's quarterback Martinez, and he says, watching him yesterday, it just looks like he hasn't developed into the player that he thought he would. That's an indictment in itself on the Nebraska coaching staff. Nebraska isn't where it wants to be, I'm sure of that. Their fans are kind of in a hilarious state of disarray right now as they've fallen below 500. And uh, Purdue is an interesting situation because it looks like, you know, if they went out, of course, they'll go to a bowl. But let's not even limit it to that. NCAA football is a mess because it has too many bowls. I've said this for years, but what they've got right now is that if a sub-500 Purdue team, meaning a five-win Purdue team, is the result at the end of the regular season, I think Purdue gets a bowl, gets a bowl invitation still. You know what's interesting? Quarterbacks develop a rapport with different players, and the way they, they scan the field um, really kind of defines which receivers they go to. And O'Connell and Hopkins are quite a combination. Hopkins snagged two very, very important catches in that final drive for Purdue that led to the eventual beautiful misdirection play. The setup for that play is really the brilliance of the whole thing. To take DeRue and run him on left side and bring him right to the center of the field, it looks like Purdue has all but waved the white flag and said, we just want the field goal. That's all we're going for. We're just gonna set it up, get a timeout, and then, Jeff Brom did a Jeff Brom thing. He totally baited Scott Frost into believing Purdue was going to run the ball right up the gut. The Nebraska defense brought a run blitz. I mean, the whole thing, if you look at the entire play, Purdue's set is bizarrely unusual for them, right? Everybody in tight and a very, very deep King DeRue in the backfield. They fake it to DeRue, pull a blocker to the inside, but the end of the play was brilliant because David Bell got the ball and he didn't even have to hit the Jets. He kind of jogged in with two defensive tackles from Nebraska giving chase. Purdue raises their record to just three wins on this season, this tough season. Another reminder of how tough this season is, of course, Jack Plummer was lost for the rest of the season to injury. I haven't read anything official from Purdue of what the injury is. I was at the game, so I didn't see a replay. He tried to stand, he tried to walk off the field, tried to run off the field, and uh, didn't go according to plan. It's too bad. Jack Plummer played a heck of a game, and he figured some things out in that game. He ran for 61 yards on, I think, 12 
rushes. Many of those were him just surveying the field and seeing that's what Nebraska was giving him right then. Nebraska dropped a lot of DBs in preparation for Purdue, passing the ball all the time. And Plummer took advantage of that wide open middle and was really smart when he ran too. With the exception of that last play, he really didn't get hit that hard, didn't take that much contact, uh, slid down a couple times and took glancing blows on others and, and got a few very, very important first downs. So that's even more disheartening is that the loss of Plummer, as he's figuring those things out, hurts this Purdue offense again. And O'Connell is not the athlete that Plummer is, uh, just isn't as good of a scrambler. O'Connell managed what he did extremely well. He threw some hard throws. He's got an interesting delivery. He comes way over the top, but still, uh, O'Connell did a great job. And as Brian Newbert from Golden Black said, he really gave himself the chance to write a great story and he did. Purdue goes to Northwestern next week before a bye week and then will we see Elijah Sendelar? I think we will. The timing seems to line up really well. I haven't heard any reports of how his progress of his broken clavicle is gone, but that's a relatively easy injury to heal. And according to Golden Black again, Sendelar really wants to play. Sendelar's a competitor. Sindelar's a great dude. And let me just say this real quick. I want to say this. I'm probably going to say it multiple times on the site. I want to say thanks again to Elijah Sindelar for sacrificing his body, being a great teammate to those, to those other Boilermakers that are on the roster, and being just a good human being. From everything I understand of Elijah Sindelar, he's a smart kid. He's a good kid off the field. He's always been great to me and my son when we see him, you know, uh, near Ross 8 after games, even when he wasn't playing last year and he was struggling through that, he was nothing but positive. He's a good guy. He's a Boilermaker. And regardless of what Elijah Sindelar does and chooses after this season, I'm going to support that guy because he's been a great representation of the university. And uh, I understand Regardless, uh, the thought process is his, the indecision is his, and if he wants to come back and play another year for Purdue, I'll be very happy. If he wants to transfer someplace closer to home, I understand that, and I'm going to be rooting for that guy. But before that, let's hope we get to see him in golden black again this season, maybe leading us to an unexpected victory in Camp Randall. Do we dare dream? I really appreciate you guys listening and watching. Hope you enjoyed today's quick cast. Have a great day. God bless you. BS all the time.